When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boys and girls, tonight we are joined by a very controversial figure, admired and despised. Dr. Kent Hoven is alive and direct. He is probably the most well-known young earth creationist out there. And he is live and direct for all of you. And of course, it is his first time. So give him a very, very warm welcome. Let's bring him in right now. I believe he is patiently waiting out there let's bring in dr kent hoven doctor what's going on hey laying here relaxing after a long busy day in lennox alabama very nice and of course we also have the co-host mr mike hideous who is also patiently waiting out there what's going on mike hello ladies and gentlemen how's it going today hi guys very nice i'm glad you are also with us here live and direct dr Kent Hoven way out there, very tired, very outworked, and it's a hot day out there, right, Kent? Uh, we got up to 85, but we love, we're straight north of Pensacola, 70 miles, and it we absolutely love it. We're building a Christian camp, Dinosaur Adventure Land, and it is a blast. You need to come visit. My goodness. Tell us about um, this park that you have created, for those that don't know. Well, I was a high school science and math teacher for 15 years. I moved to Pensacola 35 years ago, and an article came out in the paper that said dinosaur bones were found in Montana from 80 million years ago. And so I wrote my first ever letter to the editor. I said, no, the earth is only 6,000 years old. Dinosaurs always lived with man. They just had a different name for them. They called them dragons or something like that. And man killed most of them. And they published my letter and started a war in Pensacola in the newspaper. And I finally was invited to come to the university and do a debate with a professor there who taught evolution. And that led to churches asking me to come. And I traveled all over the world, 37 countries and all 50 states, and preached 900 times a year, defending the Bible as being scientifically correct. And a short answer here. Uh, So I make a lot of videos about science in the Bible. And a guy saw my videos four years and three weeks ago. He called me, said, Kent, your videos changed my life. They're on drdino.com. He said, how can I help your ministry? I said, well, we're trying to get property in Alabama to build a Christian camp. I've been in Pensacola 30 years and I'm landlocked. He said, have you found some? I said, yeah, 140 acres. It's an old gravel pit, but he wants a quarter million dollars. He said, all right, I'll buy it. He bought it and gave it to us. I never met the guy just from watching my videos. So anyway, we're building a science center, museum, theme park. It is really, really fun. We've had visitors from 57 countries and all 50 states and that's an amazing place. 83 people baptized here. In our, we have 10 lakes for fishing, a science center that's incredible, based on the seven days of creation, all kinds of cool science experiments where the kids get to blow things up and burn things down. And you know, I'm one of those kind of hands-on <laughs> science teachers. Yeah, that sounds like fun. My idea. A kid ought to leave science class with his hair singed and his clothes ripped and saying, wow, that was fun. <laughs> my goodness. And, and, of course, Kent, I have to ask. It says you were 
at the age of 16. So you were 16 when you became a born again Christian, right? Correct. Uh-huh. And what led you down that? Was it your brother? Well, yeah, I was raised Lutheran, Methodist, and Mennonite. And uh, when I was 16, somebody said, Kent, are you going to heaven? Have you been saved? He said, I don't know. I've been baptized, catechized, circumcised, homogenized, pasteurized. You know, well, what do you got to do? <laughs> and he said, well, have you ever sinned? I said, man, a whole bunch of times. He said, well, then you're going to hell. I said, come on, isn't God going to put my good against my bad? He said, what judge on earth does that? If you said, look, judge, I only murdered one person. Look at all the people I did not murder. Would he let you off? Uh, right. No. So if you've committed one sin, you're in trouble before the God of this universe, who's the judge of the universe. And so my brother uh, had brought me down to stay in the college dorm with him one night. I was a sophomore in high school. He was a sophomore in college. And uh, he, he went to a Bible study group called the Navigators. And they talked to me and asked me if I was saved. I said, I don't know. Anyway, next morning, we went to a Baptist church there in Bloomington, Illinois. And I walked down the aisle and somebody talked to me and I gave my heart to the Lord. February 9th, 1969. Wow. And you remember that date? Oh, man. Yeah, it's my spiritual birthday. The Bible says you have to be born again to go to heaven. So you get born physically from your parents and you get born spiritually from above. And so there's two Kent Hovens living in this one body and they fight all the time. Uh, one of them wants to do everything good and the other one wants to do everything bad. It, it's <laughs> Only Christians understand that battle. <laughs> Understood. And I've seen a number of your videos out there, you debating with all kinds of walks of life. Mm-hmm. And of course, I've seen you doing your own sort of YouTube channel where you assault that poor SpongeBob with a hammer. <laughs> well, my sp- YouTube, I never heard of YouTube until a couple of years ago, but it's uh, uh, Kent Hovind Official. And we have 162,000 subscribers. And every Wednesday night, I do whack an atheist, like the whack-a-mole game where they stick their head up and you whack it back down. These atheists keep sticking their head up saying the dumbest things, like we all came from a rock and, you know, we're related to mosquitoes. And, <laughs> okay, got to whack that back down. So I, I've done, I forget how many, probably 30 whack an atheist up there on Kent Hovind official. Yeah. Uh, so we use SpongeBob as an example. You have to have a great imagination. Poor SpongeBob. In Incredible imagination. Right. You're quite an interesting figure, my friend. You are a um, young earth creationist. Tell us exactly what that means. Well, I think it's a little bit of a misnomer. Young, 6,000 years is not young. It's hard to think about George Washington being president just 200 years ago. I mean, that was a long time ago. You know, and Columbus running around trying to find this place 500 years ago. 6,000 is a long time. Now, 14 billion is pure imagination. The brain can't absorb those kind of numbers. So the Bible teaches clearly that the earth is about 6,000 years old. There are dozens of ways to prove scientifically it cannot be billions of years old. I mean, if I told you the pen, the pen, ink pen in my pocket was 4,000 years old, you'd say, come on, Kent, they didn't have plastics until about 70 years ago. Oh, okay. Just with that one fact, you just proved my 4,000 number wrong and limited it down to 70. Now, we still don't know the age of the pen, but I know it's less than 70. And you could probably do analyze different parts of it and say they didn't have this or that or the other thing. You probably could get me down within 15 years for the pen. So to say the earth is billions of years old is pure ludicrous. I could I could easily, with science, get it down to less than millions. And the Bible dates add up to 6,000, and there's no reason to reject that. Everything we see in, in the world can be explained with a creation, fully formed, fully functioning creation, and a giant flood 4,400 years ago. I mean, how on earth would you explain all the millions of symbiotic relationships where one certain animals require certain other animals or certain plants? You know, there's just millions of called symbiosis. I taught biology 15 years. You just cannot explain one evolving. Which evolved first, the male or the female? And what if the first one evolved 20,000 miles away from the first one, the second one? Right. By the way, Kent, I, I hate to mention this, but as soon as someone sort of searches your name online, you sort of get this sort of uh, long history with with uh, the law <laughs> it's hilarious they were trying so hard to shut me up because i was i was doing debates and seminars all over the world on science i said look the bible is true evolution is stupid dumb idiotic they wanted desperately to shut me up so finally they sicked the irs on me they investigated for 10 years couldn't find anything wrong so they came with a swat team to our ministry in pensacola 15 armed swat team members and arrested me i said what am i being arrested for they said for structuring i said well, what is that? <laughs> they said, five years ago, you took money out of the bank in amounts less than $10,000. One paralegal did a 15-month study on my case. He said, Kent, I can't believe this happened in America. He did a, uh, a whole series of six, six hours of video about my case. It's called net, 
and you can watch it all for yourself. They arrested me for taking our own money out of our own bank in amounts less than $10,000. We were building a bunch of stuff and had a bunch of college students working for me. And the pastor said, if you take out over 10, they're going to think you're a drug dealer. So don't take out over 10. So we take out 9,500. Well, Congress passed a law that said, if you take out less than 10,000 twice in one day, you have structured your transactions to evade the reporting requirement. So that's what they arrested me for, is we took out $9,500 once every two weeks, not twice in one day. I didn't even break the dumb structuring law, even though the law is extremely stupid. So people are saying I went to prison for taxes and all. No, it was for structuring. My attorney at trial said, Kent, don't even give a defense. You did nothing wrong. I said, okay. And then the judge told the jury to find me guilty. Hmm. We said, objection. Well, the jury did find me guilty. And the judge said, well, structuring carries zero to six months. But your crime is worse than rape. I'm in worse than rape. to 10 years. They give me a 10-year sentence for taking our own money out of our own bank. Google it, structuring. Yeah. I served almost nine years in federal prison. They right, moved right. me 32 times all over the country just to shut me up. But hey, I used it. I wrote 37 books while I was in prison. I got two more doctor's degrees and I led 800 men to the Lord and I got real tired of being in prison real fast. Uh, so yeah, it, that's part of my history. Can't help it. Half the Bible's written by guys who went to prison. Understood. <laughs> I but, guess I'm in good company. But why did you think you would sort of go heads up with the R- IRS and win? I mean, I don't like those I, people well, either. It really wasn't with the IRS. It was with the U.S. attorney. The IRS did all the research and said, this guy took my, and the, 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 the withdrawals from the bank account had happened five years earlier. And it was church money for church bills. What? It's none of their business. It's absolutely insane. Just go to kenthovendisinnocent.net and watch that. It's, it'll blow your mind. See, this guy went to prison for structuring. Uh, where, hey, it ain't over yet. We're going to file more paperwork. You're going to fight gonna this. case overturned, and they're going to owe me so much money. I'm going to say, you start making zeros, I'll tell you when to quit. Understood. It's just the IRS. They are ruthless, and when they want their money, well, they're going to get their they'll money get somehow. It. Yeah, they're going to get it somehow. They're, they're, they didn't lose any money. How can me taking my money out of my bank affect anybody? It wasn't my money. It was church money well, just, for church just bills. By, but. Just by the basic law, just by the basic law that you just told you were just saying about uh, not be if, if you don't take out ten thousand uh, dollars, that's considered. Um, uh, I forget the technical term of it, but I mean that's the law right there. That's what they would they would stick they, they would stick to you. Well, the law says if you take out over ten, the bank has to fill out a form. It's nothing to do with the person. The bank. So people try to evade the bank's reporting requirement by taking out less than ten thousand twice a day. They take out 9,500 a couple times a day, and they'd say, oh, you have structured your transactions to evade the bank's reporting requirement. I don't care if the bank fills out a form on every penny I take out. They can fill out all the dumb forms they want. It's not, it has nothing to do with the person. The case is so bizarre. If it hadn't happened to me, I wouldn't you believe wouldn't, the story. Right. But it happened to Ken Hovind. Do you think you are, you are, do you think you are uh, being targeted somehow, Kent? Oh, there's no question I was being targeted. See, in my video number five, when they came and arrested me, a couple of IRS agents came with them and they said they searched through our ministry headquarters there. We've made a lot of copies of back then. It was videotapes, not DVDs. But uh, they said, get every video number five you can find. Because in video number five, I talk about how evolution is the foundation philosophy behind socialism, Marxism, Nazism, communism and the IRS. See, The founders of this country said we hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. They're endowed by their creator with certain rights. Well, according to evolution, there is no creator, so rights come from the government. That's the foundation philosophy for communism, Marxism. Hitler hated the Bible account of, you got rights that come from God? The founders of this country thought, hey, I got rights that came from God. And they, they, you get a bunch of guys like that, they throw the tea in the harbor, start a big war. Right. Understood. And of course, going back to another one of your run-ins with the law back in 2002, you were arrested for assault and battery and uh, burglary, and, and the charges were dropped. Ken, wh- what the hell happened there? I don't even remember that one. Oh it was my. so bizarre. We challenged <laughs> it, and they said, oh, we don't have any evidence of anything. There was, I've never assaulted anybody. I was just wondering that. Yeah. You seem like a very calm individual. How did you assault someone? I, I didn't. I never have. Uh, very strange. Yeah, so you don't, you don't, so you don't recall that, that, that case? What's that now? You don't you don't recall that that situation? I guess I can't. No, I don't. Uh, what was that? Assault and battery. It was dropped right away. It was They're dropped. They're just always trying to find something to shut me up because I'm an independent Baptist preacher who believes everybody should read the book and Bible and do what it says. 
we don't force that on anybody. Right. But that's the, that's the foundation of our country, the, the the Bible. I mean, read the founding fathers. They 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 held that book in great reverence, and they said we should read it and do it. Most of them knew it pretty well, and so they found they gave us a philosophy of government based upon creation. And there have always been people who want to take that away because it gives the individual freedom. Understood. So I, I covered that. Right. It's still on my video number five. If you want to get that. So wait, 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 wait. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm confused. You're, you're saying that um, you just mentioned about it takes away people's freedoms. What, believing in science? Oh, no. Science has nothing to do with evolution. I love science. Evolution is not science. Evolution is a religion that people believe in. Nobody's ever seen any animal produce anything other than its kind. Every farmer in the world, in the history of the world, in the whole planet will tell you cows produce cows and dogs produce dogs and corn grows corn. There are no exceptions. But these guys want to believe that if we gave it billions and billions of years, that would change. Okay, you can believe that if you want, but that's not science. No. Where do rights come from? The rights come from the creator. God-given rights. Where do rights come from under communism or the government? They get to tell you everything you can do and can't do. So it's a giant difference uh, in philosophy between creation and evolution. So our country started off anyway, founded on the biblical principles of in, the individuals have right and government should be limited, very limited. The government's only supposed to be punishing evildoers and providing defense from outside invaders. The government has no authority to do 90% of the things they do. Not their It's not their business. So that, that's anyway, I cover that on video number five, and that's what they really arrested me for. Yeah, I've heard they you talk in. about that before. They specifically, they specifically asked for number five. They stole a whole bunch of them from our ministry there. <laughs> right. They raided us. And Ken, last uh, question that has anything to do with uh, anything personal in your life. Uh, your son, Eric, what's been going on with him? I recall a, a couple years back, there was some sort of conflict between you two. Um, has that at, at all been cleared up? Are you guys okay? No, brother, What's going it's, on? It's a, it's a sad story. I'm, I'm sorry really to made about it that. Public. I'm trying to help him. You know, he was, I got him started in the ministry, sent him off to Bible college, helped him through all that. He was just a fabulous assistant for our ministry. And, and when they arrested me in court, he'd already been working with me for like 10 years. You know, I said, well, son, you, you manage things until I get back. And so he, he was manager of the ministry there in Pensacola. Five days later, the trustees contacted him and me by, in, in the mail and said, want you to resign. You have no authority. We're going to handle this government fight. Okay. So we both resigned. Let, let the trustees handle this of the ministry. Well, a couple of years later, Eric started his own ministry, God Quest, and he, with completely without authority, signed everything over to his new ministry. He took over everything, took over all the properties, took over all the museum stuff. Just like I came home from prison. And he said, well, Dad, it's all mine now. I didn't own a pair of socks. <laughs> I said, you got to be kidding, son. Who gave you this authority? Nobody. So we're still he's I'm 70 miles away, and he's never been here. Five uh, five years now. Five years. Yeah. My, he doesn't let me see my own grandkids. Wow. I think there's no, kind, there's no kind way to say it. He stole everything. Understood. Understood. You know, I'm sorry to bring it up. I, I was just really curious. Oh, okay. and I, I, I don't do anything wrong. I, I hate to so. see that. I just hate to see that. I mean, he hasn't. Um, will you forgive him? Oh, yeah. Well, it's one thing. If somebody, if your son stole your car and said, Dad, would you forgive me? I think you would say, well, sure, son. Now give me back the car. Sure. All I want. I said, Eric, you got to use all my stuff for nine years. You built your own ministry. You got to use my typewriters, my computers, my desks, my everything. Uh, I don't want any of your stuff. Just give me back what belongs to the ministry. And we'll, we'll have two separate ministries. No problem. I paid $1,500 each. Would Jump in there, Michael. Mr. Hobbit, would you consider that a sin, what he did? Absolutely. Absolutely. I consider it just and, plain theft. Greed. And as, absolutely, as a re, as absolutely a, did that with his as dad, a result too. Of it, the of as, sir, sir, yep. as, as a result of it being a sin, would you consider that when the time comes that he faces his creator that he will be punished for it? Absolutely. He's in serious trouble. I think that's why God doesn't bless his ministry. He'll, he'll produce really good videos. He's a great speaker. And he, he was an awesome son and a great assistant for a long time. But I, he, he'll produce a video and, you know, 200, 300 people watch it. I'll, I do a YouTube every night, Kent Hovind official. There'll be six, ten, fifteen thousand, sometimes a million people watch them, you know. You're quite popular. Uh, well, it's, I think it's because God is blessing. I'm, I try hard not to offend my heavenly father. And I, I, I pray for Eric. I want him so badly to get this right. But I don't think he can afford to. It's very simple. Give me my stuff back and come be son, you know. And even during this pandemic, 
And he still hasn't tried to communicate with you. Is is that no, what you're he never telling? answers my texts or letters or calls. And and I, this is the first time I've made it public. And I don't know how much publicity you're going to get, but it's it's time that everybody knows. I love my son. I'd like to see him get right with God, but he stole everything. Now he'll, he's got a different story. Sure, he'll say he'll say, Dad, the government seized the properties, and everything left in the properties was they were going to they you know like if if a renter doesn't pay his rent and he leaves or gets kicked out and he leaves his couch behind, you get the couch. Well, this is different. I was in prison and I trusted him to hold everything, and the government got permission to seize the properties, and he raised money with my mailing list, four hundred or a hundred thousand names get $400,000 to buy the property back off the government that they stole. But he claims that because all the machinery and the typewriters and the desks and all the equipment and half a million dollars worth of inventory, all the shelving, a forklift, a motorhome, all, all that was left on the property. So it's a his now because he bought the property. Oh, my. You know, Ken, uh, we don't see eye to eye. With my name to buy it for me, to get yeah. it back for the ministry. Right. And Ken, I just going to say, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things here, but I... I hate to see that going on with anyone, really. Your son sort of turning his back to you that way. It's kind of cold. That's cold-blooded, Kent. Well, I've kept it quiet for five years. I've hope, I've been hoping and praying he would do something. So you you guys get to be the first to hear and the I, whole story. I really appreciate yeah. that. I, I didn't even know we would get into this, but I mean, I'm glad we did because, Kent, look what's going on around the world. Um, it's, it's sort of time to let go of a lot of things, and it sounds like you sort of let go of any sort of uh, animosity you had towards your son, but it seems like your son probably needs to uh, forgive and let go of that sort of thing. And I'm not even a religious person, Ken, to be honest with you. But I mean, to me, I have a very close relationship with both my parents. So when I see something like that going on, I just think, oh, damn, that's that sucks. I know. I would love to have a close relationship <laughs> with all of them. My daughter sided with my son. Her wedding's been played 50 times on America's Funniest Home Videos. Really? She asked me to do the wedding, Kent Hovind, daughter wedding. Just type that in. Wow. It's only 50 seconds long. We had an extremely close family. My wife was uh, 42 years. She sided with him. And so when I came home first night, she said, you're sleeping in that room over there now. Oof. Oh, no, Kent. Back, I had to buy back the website, Dr. Dino, for 1500 bucks off my son. Jeez. Said, son, you're not using his creation today. And I built that website when you were eight years old. <laughs> what, My goodness! What is this? It's such a bizarre story. We're going to spill all is. the beans in the whole thing and make a video and say, "Look, jump into my response, Eric. What's your response? I'd love to hear it." Yeah. What What is your wife's reaction to this? Yeah. Well, she, she divorced me. Oh my goodness! In Florida, you can't stop and why a divorce. Did she, why did she do that? She was. They sent her to jail for eight for nine months too. They sent her to nothing. jail. She's the one who went out of the bank to make the withdrawals. Oh, okay, okay. Nothing wrong with taking your own money out of your own bank for heaven's sake. Just go to Kent Hovind is innocent dot com net. or dot net. Okay. Yeah. Don't go to dot com. But that was the website the guy had that did it. And somebody, he, he let it expire and somebody bought it right away. So it's a fake one now, but it's Kent Hovind is innocent dot net is the real one. Oof. Pretty yeah, it's, it's, heavy it's, stuff. It's but, but the trustees of the ministry are not done yet. There's paperwork going in real soon, maybe tomorrow to uh, file a suit against the government for what they did. You know, the very first thing you have to have is a, a, a verified complaint. Who is claiming I did this anyway? We wrote to the court three months ago and said, where's the verified complaint? They wrote back and said, there isn't one. So they, they missed first base. It's like somebody hits a grand slam and they run around and some, the other team says, excuse me, you missed first. Okay, run doesn't score. They missed first base and they missed 100 bases on mine. This guy who did their 15-month research, he said, Kent, the government broke 100 laws to put you in prison. Somebody changed the court transcript. The judge clearly said, your crime is worse than rape. Eight people filled out an affidavit that they heard her say that, including a lady who had been raped. He said, I heard the judge say that, and it's gone out of the transcript. This ought to be investigated. Somebody changed the transcript. You just don't change a federal court transcript unless you really want to put somebody away. Yeah, that's unusual. That is very odd that they did that. Yeah, a lot of things are odd. Just Google, start but, you have, but you have evidence Six of this, though, correct? Oh, absolutely. We, we've got all, it's, believe me, it's going to hit the fan here soon. Wow. So if I turn up dead mysteriously, it, it wasn't me, okay? <laughs> He's not suicidal, boys. happy and content and healthy. <laughs> Very nice. But before we get into more of the uh, juicy stuff here, I, I am curious what your opinion is on, let's say, extraterrestrial life and, I guess, flying saucers, since it's, it's a hot topic now, now that the uh, Pentagon has sort of 
acknowledged uh, UFO crafts once again for the uh, mainstream out there. Well, that's not a topic I get into a lot. Uh, my my video number seven question answer is five hours long. Oh uh, wow! Video number seven of my seminar series is uh, eighteen hours and it's fifty bucks off of drdino.com. But DVD number seven, I addressed that quickly. Somebody said, "What do you think about uh, uh, intelligent life on other planets?" And I said, "Man, I taught high school fifteen years. There's not much intelligent life on this planet." <laughs> 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 Anyway, no, I I don't think there's any life anyplace else in the universe because the Bible says Eve is the mother of all living and God made Adam and Eve. And I I think the only proven life is right here on Earth. Now, if somebody wants to believe, capital B, believe, i.e. religion, that is someplace else, that's fine. I think they've had round airplanes like the uh, uh, V, what was the V-172 or something since World War II, a, a saucer that flies. So they've had flying saucers for mechanical Nothing, nothing mysterious about sure, them. Sure, sure. For seventy years. Yeah, but those were prototypes. Those weren't actual flying uh, vehicles. No, but the point is, you can get a round, a disc-shaped object to fly. Yeah, I taught physical science yeah, fifteen years. Uh, when would kids take tours of our dinosaur adventure land? We make a round airplane out of paper, and they fly. They can't believe it. It flies. <laughs> so we do all kinds of cool experiments here. But yeah, so as far as I, I know, is, is the government doing secret stuff? No sure, question about sure. that. Uh, but I don't think there's a life on other planets. Is, is the point. Understood. And what about, let's say, like the paranormal? You hear all these individuals out there saying they saw some apparition in the, in the dark. Where, where are you with, with that notion, Kent? Um, the paranormal and, let's say, something like a, um, like someone being possessed, like a possession. Uh, do you believe in that sort of thing? Well, there's a whole lot in the Bible about demon possession, and uh, I, I really don't know. I, I don't have an answer. I wish I did. It's an interesting topic. But I think as far as people seeing strange, ugly faces in the middle of the night, that might have been Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I didn't expect that, but yeah, you might be right. <laughs> it makes sense, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kent, you got a point. That, that is a bit of a ghoul-like uh, figure there. No, r- you know, running around with other women is wrong, but in Bill's case, I... I can maybe give him a little slack. <laughs> right. I mean, you can't hate Bill. I mean, we, we can't put his feet to the fire for, you know, getting some uh, side action there when your wife is Hillary. Oh, man. I'm sorry. I had to say it. I don't believe in murder, but I might think about suicide if I was him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, my goodness. As far as the paranormal oh, stuff, I, I, I'll give that for somebody else. I don't know. I don't have an answer. Well, that's a, that's a hell of an answer. I can't. You're a good man. Well, thank you, sir. We might not, we may not see eye to eye on everything, but you are a good you man. Keep studying, you keep studying, and we will. I'm trying, though. You know, it, it's a, it's a, <laughs> it's a holy battle inside myself, a spiritual battle. Sometimes I lean towards being much more of an atheist than I do being open-minded, an open-minded atheist, and all that means is I. It doesn't mean I'm denying the existence of a god. I just don't have enough evidence to prove to myself personally that there is a God. And that brings me to my next question, uh, Kent. What, what exactly would be your evidence for a God? Okay, if you're walking through the woods and you find an arrowhead, what do you immediately conclude? Here it is in a pile of gravel with 10,000 other rocks, and you pick up a rock, but it's a special rock. This is an arrowhead. Everybody with one eye and half a brain would tell you, somebody made that. That's not a normal rock. This has been shaped. I don't know who did it. I don't know when he did it, but I, somebody did it. If you're walking through the woods and you find a painting hanging on a tree, you immediately conclude there was a painter. Whether you can ever find the guy or not doesn't matter. The painting is the proof of the painter, and the creation is proof of the creator. Now, which creator was it? Is it Allah or Buddha or Jehovah? That's a different set of arguments. But you got to look at the world and say, you know, this place had to have a designer. One cell in your body, and you probably got 100 trillion of them, one cell in your body is more complicated than the space shuttle. There's no possibility of this happening by chance. There had to be a designer. And fortunately, I think the designer left a book behind to tell us who he is and what he wants. I mean, most stuff, most people that make a complicated piece of equipment, they, they give some kind of owner's manual or instructions with it. And my coffee pot came with one of those little booklets, how to run the coffee pot. So I think if God is really going to be the judge one day of the universe, he's obligated to tell us what he wants. Where's the rules? What, what do you want? What are you supposed to do? And I, I'm convinced he did that in the, in the Bible. Um, and 
If your city passes a law that says the speed limit's 40, they're required to do three things. They have to publish it. You can't start giving out tickets for a law nobody knew about. Secondly, they got to post it, you know, put up a sign, 40 mile an hour. And thirdly, they got to preserve it. If somebody knocks the sign down, man, they're right back out there putting up another one. So the God is obligated to, to publish his law, to post it, and to preserve it. And after studying it for 51 years, I'm convinced that's in the Bible, more specifically the King James Bible. I don't know of a single flaw scientifically or mathematically or historically. That's God's word. Amazing. That's, he told us what he wants. We better read it and do it. <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. I have a question. I have a question. If, with all due respect to your faith, sir, I, I need to ask you this. What makes you think that and I, I say this only because there are multiple religions out there. There is the the uh, there is science, and there are believers and non-believers. So, what makes you believe that this is the right way? Well, excellent is it simply question. a matter of, is it simply a matter of blind faith. I guess when when you teach mathematics, you can get some complicated equations and say, well, if kids come up with all kinds of answers, how do you know which one's right? Well, there are certain rules you got to follow to come to the right answer in any mathematical equation, you know. Follow the, please excuse my dear Aunt Sally, uh, do the parentheses first and then the exponents and et cetera. Well, um, if, if God is the God of the universe, it's logical that he would, uh, I think just the sheer complexity makes it, there has to be a designer. It's, it's like the arrowhead. That is primitive compared to a single cell in your body or a hair off your head. There has to be a designer. Now, which one? So I have, I, th I have the, the intu intuition would say, okay, there's got to be a God. Things like this don't happen. Secondly, I have the personal knowledge. I know him. I've known him for 51 years. He's my heavenly father. I read his book and he speaks to me and is in my spirit and he's led me and protected me and provided for me and I know him. So I have a personal experience that, but you have to get born into the family to get that. And some people, they don't want that. Okay, we'll see you judgment day. We'll see how that works out for you. But we've so, all seen it mean, and we need to Essentially, wouldn't that be... Um, one's own choice to accept one's own uh, uh, belief in, um, what am I trying to say here, uh, in blind That's faith? Sure. sure. Well, I, don't, I wouldn't call it blind faith. I, I would call it faith. You know, uh, I have faith that when I get in my car and drive on the highway, the highway is not going to collapse underneath me. Well, sure. Yeah. In Southern yeah, California, you don't have, don't have that. <laughs> yours, <laughs> yours might. But yeah. in Lenox, Alabama, it's probably not going to. So um, I think uh, it's, 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 a, it's a faith based on a whole lot of scientific and, uh, and uh, moral facts. The fact that we have a moral conscience, uh, the, the fact that we have a sense of right and wrong, how could that happen by evolution, for heaven's sake? If evolution is true, only the ruthless survive. There should be nobody left alive but the most ruthless. Everybody else, the meek and the mild and the sweet and the kind, should all be dead. Now that's just common. That's, well, what, that's what is in the natural I, world, tooth and claw. I mean, I, I would debate that that comment about only the ruthless surviving by saying, just give it time. Uh, and that might actually happen. But the fact is, I mean, the definition of blind faith is basically believing in something that there is no scientific proof for. So, I, well, again, I, I simply was asking what... Okay, how about gravity? You know, Can how you show me, give, me, give me a jar of gravity. What exactly is gravity? Can you give me a jar yeah, of gravity? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I can't do that. And, I mean, you know I can't do that. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's you, obvious you I believe, can't give you a jar you of gravity. You believe in gravity. <laughs> You believe in it. You can see the effects of it. You can measure the velocity. I studied science my whole life. Yeah, I mean that, yeah, that's, me that's how I, I see things. I mean, there are certain things that that people go to school for to learn so that they can prove that within this rock, uh, you know, we are able to determine where this volcano erupted and how many years ago it erupted and and you know the sediments that came forth and so on and so forth. But I mean, I mean, uh -huh. did did you you said you were a science teacher, right? Yes, I taught fifteen and, and, years high school, uh, earth science, biology, and physical science. And and do you and you also say that you believe in science still, but at the same oh, yeah. time you separate science. science with 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 the fact that you believe in creationism, correct? No, I think all the evidence points to the fact there had to be a creator. It's like finding an arrowhead; it'd be a scientific explanation. I'd say who made this arrowhead? It had to be made. So for, if you, here we got a Bible telling us the earth is about 6,000 years old. Okay, well, forget that for a minute. Let's look up at the sun. I think we'd all agree the sun is burning. They've studied this intently for many centuries and said the sun is burning about 5 million tons of fuel every second. The sun is losing 5 million tons a second. 
all it never stops 24/7. So if we go back in time and add 5 million tons per second to the sun, we're going to start to create a problem because the sun's going to be a bigger but more bigger problem yet is more gravity. They want me to believe these not I think there's nine planets if you want to call Pluto one. And all these what, 80, 180 moons now they've discovered. Do you think all these things have been going around this thing while it's on a weight loss program for billions of years? And they still stay in perfect are you orbits? Ask, are, are you that asking me irrational. that question directly? What's that? Are, are you asking me that question directly? Okay, yeah, here's the question. Is it logical to believe these planets could stay in perfect orbit around an object that attracts them by gravity, the sun, while the sun is losing mass and therefore losing its gravity? For, could that happen for billions of years? Okay. If you're asking me that question, I would, I would say yes. Uh, I mean, this, the sun is, is so immense that it's very hard to, um, to really take in the size and, and what energy it's giving off. I mean, it's, it's immense. Which leads me to another question to you, which is what about stars and galaxies in the universe? Do, do you believe that they are closer than they have been proven to been to be? Oh, no, no, they're way out there. I know we cannot measure, I mean, I taught trigonometry also, you cannot measure the distance to a star using parallax trigonometry beyond about 60 light years. It's just not mathematically possible to measure these distances. Now, the Bible, 17 times in the Bible, it says God stretched out the heavens. If he made the star, he, first of all, the Bible says he made the earth first, and then he made the stars on day four. So if he, if he made the earth and then he made the stars and stretched them out into their place, Adam and Eve would see the taillights of the stars as they're racing away. And they may be billions of light years away, but a light year is a distance. It's not a time. So they could be billions of light years away and still only be 6,000 years old. I mean, that's common sense 101. If, if they're moving and we know they're moving, I mean, we can, well, at least we assume they're moving based on the how red shift, that, which how, I think is only answer. But how, how could that be – how could that be – common sense if something is a billion miles light years away how can it how can the equivalent of six thousand years be six billion light years away or something like that i don't okay, see well, the, i don't see the connection let's say, that, let's, let's say i'm an olympic runner and i can run the mile in four minutes okay so we're going to call every every mile is a four minute hovind run okay that's now our measuring stick a light year is a measuring stick but what right. if I, what if I could run faster at the beginning? So you look at my distance now and say, how far away is he? Oh, he can run a mile in four minutes. Therefore, you know, it's, he must be, you know, 18 miles away. So it, it would make sense, but except for the fact that the, A, we cannot measure those great distances. B, the Bible clearly says that God stretched out the heavens. And C, nobody knows what light is. We know what it does. We can bend it and refract it and reflect it and split it up in the rainbow. And but nobody, give me a jar, give me a jar of light. What on earth is that stuff anyway? And I love studying it. Our day um, one of our science museum, we got all kinds of cool experiments about light and electricity and magnetism. We have a Tesla coil and Van de Graaff generator and all that stuff. But uh, nobody knows what it is. It's, it's given it's a gallon, confusion, is it not? It's a gallon of light weight. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, but isn't light the reaction of immense power and, and, and uh, energy? It, it's it's well, like those, a, it's fusion. Names on it doesn't really give it a physical science description. It's not something you can sink well, your teeth into. Kind of renaming it is all it's doing. But uh, there's no question there's light. And God claims that he made it. Okay. Well, I have no way to prove that or refute that. But light certainly doesn't prove the great distance to the stars. Um, they know they can split light up going through a prism and make rainbows because the speed of light, the red light, is is slower than the blue light. The speed of light can be changed. They can slow light down. At Princeton, they slowed light down to one mile an hour. Then the next year, they slowed it down to a dead stop. They brought a light pulse to a stop. So if the speed of light is not proven to be consistent on Earth, let alone on the universe, how do you know it's consistent everywhere? But you certainly can't say that you can prove the Earth is billions of years old because you see a star that you think you can measure. I defy anybody to measure the distance to a star beyond 100 light years using parallax trigonometry. Here's the illustration I use. If there's two people 16 inches apart and they're both looking at a dot uh, a mile away to make a triangle, they've got two surveyors with tra transits. They're 16 inches from each other, shoulder to shoulder. They're looking at a dot a mile away. Now, that's a real skinny triangle. Well, in order to measure a light year, you'd have to have two surveyors 16 inches apart looking at a dot 8.3 miles away. That's one one light year.
to measure 100 light years, you got to have your surveyors shoulder to shoulder, 16 inches apart, both looking at a dot 830 miles away. But they don't know it's 830 miles away. All they know is how far out of parallel are their telescopes? What is the angle that they're making at the base of that triangle? And they want to make they want to tell me they can measure accurately 100 light years on something like that. When your surveyors, all they know is, hey, my my telescope's not exactly parallel with yours. Let's measure this angle. And see, they're getting that 16 inches is 16 light minutes based upon Earth's orbit around the sun. They look at a star in January and look at it again in June and try to calculate the angles from a, a moving planet, spinning planet, and moving. <laughs> There's so much mathematical problems with that that uh, I've had many people say, well, you're right. We can't, we don't know the distance. We just, we, we think it's that far. Okay. Believe whatever you want. Well, I mean, I, I can't, I really can't, I'm not in a position to really discuss those sort of deep technological, um, technological, scientific issues. I, I, I'm not educated in all completely in that uh, field. But what I, I really wanted to ask you is, is the whole idea of dinosaurs uh, being on the planet uh, 6,000 years ago with mankind, early mankind, that is, with early civilization. Why, why is it that you, you, you believe that? What, what make, what is your, um, uh, what's your belief for that? What's your belief system that, that is true? Uh, you you cut out and I missed about 20 words in the middle there. My belief system about what topic? Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, let's try it again. Uh, what, what, what is your, what makes you firmly believe that dinosaurs walked the earth uh, six, between four and 6,000 years ago with mankind? <clears throat> well, okay. First of all, it's a simple biological fact that reptiles never stop growing. Neither do kangaroos, but reptiles never stop growing. So uh, if you take the Bible story, which says people used to live to be 900, Genesis chapter 5, and then you look at all the what, four or 500 legends that have been found from other cultures where they talk about a golden age. They say, oh, yeah, man used to live to be a 1,000. Why would so many cultures have a legend of a golden age saying man used to live to be a 1,000? Could it be that maybe because it's true, uh, they, man lived to be 900 according to the Bible, but if a reptile lived to be 900 years old, man, he'd be 60 feet long. They never stop growing. And I cover in my video number two of my series, what the Garden of Eden was like. You know, why did they live that long? And then video number three is all about dinosaurs. They've always lived with man. They're just giant lizards. They have been, um, they, Noah probably took them on the ark. He'd take babies, of course. He was smart enough to do that. He's 600 years old. He'd figure that out. Just be sure to get a pink one and a blue one. And after the flood, but how do you know this? they spread how do, out. How do you know this? Well, this? well, how do they know? A lot of things. This is, I'm giving you my theory. You ask what I believe. I believe dinosaurs lived with man. They were probably called dragons or some other name in various cultures, and man killed off most of them. And there could be a few stragglers still alive today, like Loch Ness Monster, Lake Champlain Monster. There have been thousands or tens of thousands of reported sightings of creatures that sure seem to be dinosaurs still around, generally well, in the water. Just, just, They'd be the hardest just ones for the to record, Just for the record, the Loch Ness Monster was proven to be completely fake. Well, 11,000 people swear they've seen it. So you can believe it's completely fake if you want. One photo might have been fake. It doesn't prove the monster's a fake. Come on, think about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, I, I, I just, I kind of find it weird that, that a, a creature, I mean, do you believe in the fact that there was a, a meteor that, that hit in the Pensacola uh, Peninsula down by Mexico that wiped out the, the dinosaurs? You, do you believe that at all? No, I think that's a bunch of hocus pocus. Uh, there's certainly Earth gets hit by meteors all the time, but did that wipe out the dinosaurs? No, I don't think anything wiped them out. I think man did, but calling them dragons or some other name. And Kent, uh, you believe dinosaurs were on Noah's Ark, for the record. Well, yeah, he would probably take babies, like I said. Just be sure to get a pink one and a blue one. I would figure that out. They'd eat a lot less. They poop a lot less. You know, they they sleep a lot more. And after the flood, they would live longer to make more babies. And that's why you're bringing them. So it would be common sense to bring babies of everything. Again, that would be something I cannot prove. That would be my theory. But I'm not asking everybody to pay for my theory to be taught. Right, right. They're demanding that we all pay for their religion of evolution to be taught. I'm getting sick and tired of that. They should go start a private school and teach evolution to those that want to pay and come learn it. Got nothing to do with science and certainly nothing to do with common sense. Nobody's ever seen a dog produce a non-dog. You have to believe such a thing by faith. 
Well, it's a religion. Understood. Right. You can have your religion, but it's Un- not science. Right. Understood, Kent. But the question is, why don't we ever find humans and dinosaur fossils uh, together? Well, first, I think they have. But secondly, nobody's ever found human and chicken fossils together. Does that prove human and chickens unless, did not live at the same time? Unless you were, unless you were killed on a chicken farm, yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, we got we got chickens right here in Dinosaur Adventureland. They're about as dumb as animals you can possibly get and still be able to walk. <laughs> um, but we got them. But yet they've never found dinos, never found chicken bones and human bones fossilized together. Does that prove they did not live together, or does that prove we haven't found all the fossils yet? Right. Understood. I, I know where you're going with this. Um, but what about something like the Epic of Gilgamesh, which is it, it predates Christianity? They have well, a think after, after they have Noah's a flood story flood, too. Noah's kids and grandkids and great grandkids they would have been talking about that flood for a long time. Probably they're still talking about it. There are over 300 flood legends that have been discovered in cultures around the world where they talk about a family getting you know saved from a flood in a boat full of animals. Now the details differ, but the concept is the same. There's there's a website uh, creationism.org. That has all the so-called, I think there's over 320 now, create a flood legends. Well, Gilgamesh might have been written down on paper before, you know, the book of Genesis was written by Moses. Moses was collecting his from 10 eyewitness accounts. I cover all that on my video number seven, Q&A. But uh, so just the fact that somebody wrote it down first does not mean they got the right story. Every cop knows that when you come to an accident, the first guy to tell his story may or may not be right. Might well, be the fourth guy to have it right. And I'm so glad you mentioned that because that's kind of what the Bible is. What we know uh, mm-hmm. today as the Bible, it's a copy of a copy of a copy that's been passed around uh, for a very long time. And these these were just stories before they were even um, written down. So just with that well, logic alone, it's, you know, If you can't. look at the book of Genesis, there are actually 10 different authors for Genesis. All of them were eyewitnesses. Uh, Adam wrote a couple chapters. Noah wrote part of it. Noah's sons wrote part. All you got to do is find the phrase, these are the generations of. And that's one person signing off and somebody else taking over. And I show all that on my video number seven, Q&A. They can get all my stuff on drdino.com or call 855-BIG-DINO and order my stuff. I used to loan my videos out. I learned right away Baptists especially don't steal, but they do borrow and never return. <laughs> right. So uh, we sell my stuff, 50 bucks for the whole series. You can watch it, copy it, send it back, get your money back. But meanwhile, I'm holding the 50 bucks. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> Kent, you're a good See, man. Baptists Baptist are eternally secure. They know it. And that you don't trust, you can't trust them with anything. <laughs> you're, you're, a, have it, given. you're a rather amusing uh, individual, Kent. You're a good man in my book. Well, thank you, sir. Indeed. So something like panspermia, which many scientists out there say this is for sure, conclusive scientific evidence that life came from space. Your opinion is that is just nonsense. The pure nonsense. What they're saying is we cannot demonstrate how life got started here, so it must have started somewhere else. Come on, think about that for five minutes. Well, <laughs> that's not common that's sense. That, yeah, but that's considered that's considered scientific theory based on on studies on what they they think can most likely be the answer. Don't you agree? Well, they can call it a scientific theory if they want, but science is the word science comes from the word seer, Latin word, which means knowledge. What do we know? Most people have agreed for centuries on the definition of science is knowledge gained by observation, experimentation, and testing. There is no science to back up evolution. Nobody's ever seen a dog produce a non-dog. Nobody's ever seen life come from outer space. Nobody's ever seen life come from non-living material. But the evolutionist has to have life get started somehow in a warm little pond or something, and it's just not science. It's, it's, a, it's a crime that they teach that stuff to kids in science class. Evolution should be taught in a fairy tale class or a religion class. I don't care what people believe, but I resent them calling it science because I love science, and I think evolution is the dumbest religion in the world and most dangerous. We tell the kids they're an animal. Then we wonder, man, why do they act like animals? Well, duh, <laughs> look what you taught them. Uh, Jeffrey so Dahmer you, you think was. Uh, you think people are not Jeffrey animals? Dahmer got saved watching my videos in prison. Wait, what was that? Jeffrey Dahmer killed all them people, you know. Right. While he was in prison, we donated a set of videos to his prison where he was. He watched them and gave his heart to the Lord and got saved. His testimony's up on YouTube. <laughs> really? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer became a Christian oh because of watching Ken Hovind's videos. <laughs> wow. Now I so now I had to look at that. You're telling me. 
So you're telling me a guy who killed and ate, what, 16 people is now forgiven by a God who now lets him into heaven? God, I want to list all your sins. I don't know you at all, but I bet you got I'm a not, couple. No, maybe no, 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 no. I didn't kill any, anybody. Hold on a second. Hold on. I didn't kill any anybody. Jeffrey Dahmer was one of the lowest scumbags on earth. This is a Absolutely. man who had a serious I, problem. I I agree. And that just shows the great mercy and love of God. He loves all of us. He's willing to save and forgive you. Okay, well, hang on. Hang on a second. Stop. Hold on. So if, if Jeffrey Dahmer, the piece of crap that he was, gets into heaven, how can a person who's an atheist be a sinner and not be accepted into the arms of God at the, if indeed there is a God at the end of life? How could he not be accepted yeah. into the arms of God? Well, salvation is only based upon what Jesus Christ did and you accept it or not. If you burned your neighbor's house down and they said, hey, you owe us a million dollars or whatever houses cost in Jersey, okay. And you said, I don't have a million. And the judge said, well, you're going to jail. And somebody else comes along and says, hey, I don't want you to go to jail here. I'll pay the million. So they write out a check for a million dollars and they're standing there holding it. You now have a choice to make. Am I going to take this guy's money and pay this bill and get out of debt? The, the owner of the house doesn't care where the money comes from. Is the debt paid or not? It could be your money, my money, anybody's money. So God said the wages of sin is death. You commit one sin. You lie one time. You steal one penny. You have to die, according to the Bible. The death penalty. You go to hell. But Jesus said, I don't want you to do that. I'll, buy, I'll pay for it for you. So he died on the cross, and he's standing there holding out the check. Would you accept my payment? And if you don't want to, okay, well, then you're, you're going to hell. Not because he wants you to. He did everything he could to stop it. But you didn't accept the payment. Okay. I've got another program I got yeah, to do here but, soon, but I got a couple more minutes. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. And I do appreciate you being here and uh, spending some time with us. And I know your time is limited and we are running out. So I won't ask you these other questions. And I had so many, uh, many other comparisons to make, especially with someone like, let's say, for an example, let's use Osiris, where he was sort of, there, there's stories that go back to Osiris from uh, Egypt, as you know, and he was also born a virgin. He was considered the first true king of the people when he, and he also did um, arise from the grave and then went to heaven. Yeah, there have been many copycat stories. Uh, I don't know. Is this, uh, if I were the devil, and I believe there is a devil, then I would certainly start, you know, copycat stories just to discredit the real story. Yeah, but That's this common pre- sense, and if you want to ruin a country, you sure. counterfeit currency. But they all predate country. Christianity. But it predates, yeah, exactly. Again, the first one to tell the story at an accident may or may not have it right. And God is obligated to preserve his words. I don't think you can find any contradictions in the Bible. I bet we could find contradictions in the Osiris story or any other story, internal contradictions oh, or historical contradictions. contradictions. Nobody's proven any about the Bible. Well, I mean, we could even go back to Noah's Ark here where there, there are plenty of contradictions. Well, I mean, anywhere throughout the Bible, there, there's plenty of unavoidable contradictions. Oh, I did a whole video series on that, video number seven, about 40 minutes of we have a book we sell in our bookstore, Ken Hoven, I mean, uh, drdino.com, um, called The Errors in the King James Bible, where the guy answers 400 of those supposed contradictions. There are none that I'm aware of. I'm going to find one. I'll do another program on that. I'll, 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 I'll take on any atheist you got on that tr- topic. Yeah, no worries. We'll, we'll definitely have you back on here again, and we will talk about some of these things I'm with you, Ken. No problem. Uh, Mike, before we wrap up, do you have anything else to ask Dr. Kent Hoven here? Thank you for your time, Dr. Uh, Ken. I really appreciate coming on. Well, thanks for having me. I'll do it again. I love these things. I just want to help. And the Bible is true. And you're going to stand before God one day. And then what's going to happen to you? Amazing. You're going to be dead for a really, really long time. I want to pack a lunch for that trip. <laughs> well, thank you so much, uh, Kent. And go ahead and plug anything you'd like before we let you go. Sure. If they can get my videos, uh, the Creation Seminar Series, uh, 18 hours for 50 bucks. It's uh, drdino.com, or they can call 855-BIG-DINO. Uh, I wrote a book while I was in prison unjustly about the, what the Bible <laughs> teaches about the future. What's coming next? It's called What on Earth is About to Happen, for heaven's sake. You may want to look into that because we are seeing it happen right before our eyes, exactly what the book of Daniel and the book of Revelation said would happen. It's amazing that prophecy is n- nobody else but God could do the future because he's not locked in time. This is not 2020 in heaven. God is not limited by time, space, or matter. 
I debated three atheists at once at Embry-Riddle University, and one of them asked me, where did God come from? And my two-minute answer has, uh, somebody told me, 70 million views. They added wow. from all the different views. Pretty. But where did God come from? Nuts. Two minutes long. Understood, Ken. Well, once again, thank you so much, and we will do this again in the near future, my friend. That would be great. Thank you so much. All, all right, right brother. Take care. Good night. Thanks very much. And there he goes, boys and girls. That uh, was uh, Mr. Kent Hoban there. And yes, I'm sure that was torture for you there, Mike. <laughs> Honestly, they, like, you know, talked about this before, Michael. There's, sure. There's really no way to debate someone. Well, you really can't. Believe firmly. Well, no, well, no. You know, I mean, that, that's his belief. Not when know? they're closed minded. Uh, but then again, that's what he would say to us. You're being closed minded. Right, right. And, and I, I try to. I try to accept things scientifically. That, well, we, that's been well, my, we both my do. life. Well, we both do. I mean, th there's a lot of contradictions in the Bible. I mean, let's just be honest oh, here. Yeah. And lots of these stories that you read in most uh, Christian Bibles, those are just basically stories that came from a previous source. To be completely honest with all of you out there, these stories have existed before Christ. And I'm so glad you brought that up because... I couldn't remember um, some of the stories from what ethnic or religious background that they came from, where there was a, 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 a child born from a, a virgin, um, risen from the dead, ascended to heaven, crucified, etc., etc., etc. And 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 Christianity being the second oldest, or I'm sorry, the second youngest religion, um, uh, followed by the youngest being uh, a Muslim. Um, or Islam. I mean, they all take from another religious background story. Pretty much, to, to be completely honest with you, yeah. There's yeah, lots I'm of similarities. Well, there's a lot of similarities, and it's hard to um, be logical about it. I mean, lots of people out there, they want to purely run on emotion instead of fact. You know, you know what really irritated me about that conversation was the fact that I was being told that atheists um, you know, you're going to pay you, you, you one sin. Okay. I stole a piece of gum when I was four years old. I'm going to hell for that. Well, everyone, it, it, everyone's going to hell, Mike. That's the, that's the main uh, objective. Really? We are all going to go to hell. Yeah, but what it's a big party. Jeff, Jeffrey Dahmer, Jeffrey Dahmer is going to be accepted. He gets a free pass because he, he gets, cause he's he born says, again. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because he's forgiven, Mike. That that's where that's where your problem is, Mike. He was forgiven. You just you need to forgive, Mike. You need to let go of your anger. That's what it is. <laughs> you need to get rid of your anger, there, Mike. I uh, know. I got such an anger issue. <laughs> you got anger issues, Mike. That's what it is. You're, you're just you're just upset. You need to forgive. You need to forgive your father and your mother today. Yeah. Yeah. You feel better. I, know, I got issues, man. <laughs> Oh, brother. No, oh, that was wow. fun, though. I, I like him, though. He's a good guy. He's a nice guy. He's a good guy. He's a, really He's a good guy. nice guy. But, you know, at the same time, I kept asking myself after reading that whole Wikipedia article on Oof. him, uh, on the, the controversies of, of, I mean, God, the guy's been in, in, in trouble with the law. Like, I, can't, I couldn't even remember how many times. He runs in with the law a lot, yeah. He's, he has a lot of run-ins with the law. Yeah, and yet he's completely innocent. He Well, aren't they all, so, Mike? Go figure. Everyone's innocent. <laughs> uh, but he is a nice guy. I like he's him, like though. A really nice. I like him. Man. Yeah, he's a sweet guy. Yeah. He's a sweet guy. Oh, brother. And I agree with the chat. They're saying that you, that Mike needs some Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> he does. He needs Thanks, the, the Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're torturing me. You're torturing me. He needs it, folks. Yes. Thank you, yes. Jesus. He needs it. Thank you, Thank Jesus. you Lord Jesus. You bastards. <laughs> he received. They asked for it. Your healing. Yes. <laughs> now. Oh. Hallelujah, Mike. Say it, I take it. Yeah. I take it. I have it. I have it. It's mine. It's, it's mine. mine. The, I the thank you and praise virus. you for it. The dino virus. And I forgive if the I have fought against any. <laughs> <laughs> And I praise you that I'm well and whole. Oh, praise you that I'm well. That was fun. According to the word of God. <laughs> the word of God. I'm healed. 
Yes. I'm healed now and from I the coronavirus. Consider not my own body. Yes, consider yes. not my own body. I consider not symptoms in my body. I consider not. I'm telling you, Mike. But only that I feel God healed. Has promised. Only, only that, that which God, God has. Only that what the Word. The has Word of said. God. Word and by God. His stripes I was healed, and by His stripes right. I am healed now. I'm not the sick trying to get healed. I'm the healed, and the devil's trying to give me the flu. He's trying to give me the flu, Mike. Or whatever else kind of thing he's trying that to goddamn get. devil uh, <laughs> that devil's trying to give me the dinosaur well. the dino flu yes in the sweet you know what else you know what else kind of disturbed me michael go um, ahead talk to the, us the comment the comment he made about um uh oh god he, he kept going into these innuendos about uh giving tickets and seeing paintings on trees i I, I mean, there, I couldn't get like a straight answer because well, that's how it goes. That's how it goes. Yeah, there's never a straight answer. You know, um, but there was something else that you said. It'll come to me. Of course, I, I just I can't remember it now. But well, it was wonderful though. To, something to him. It was nice though that he was here and he opened up about his son. And yeah, that that was which you is know, a shame. I really do appreciate that though. I mean, I wasn't expecting to ask him anything about that or the fact that he was so open. And honest about the relationship he has with his son. And again, Mike, I don't have any kids or anything like that. Again, I have a good relationship with both my parents. So, you know, when I hear things That's like great. that, you know, it does sort of bother me to some extent where it's sure. like, where it's like, dude, it's your, it's your damn kid. I was going right. to say, I was going to say a bad word there, but we're keeping it friendly tonight. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's like, it, it, it's your father, you know. I, I love my dad, you know, I sure. love him dearly. And I, you know, I was brought up by both parents and brought to, brought up to respect them. So, I mean, you got to ask yourself if there's something else going on there with, between him and the son. You never know. I mean, does, did he say the son has a continually going uh, parish of some sort, like some sort of a, a church going on? Yeah, he's doing his own thing. That's why. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it, who knows? You know, yeah. we don't know. We're just outsiders. We yeah, don't we don't. We, yeah, we don't know the extent of those two, the relationship at all. So yeah, who knows? Oh, I know what I wanted to ask you. Did, did, did he? Did he say that um, he had a, he had a, a limited amount of time to, to to do the show today? Yeah, he had a short amount of time since he's doing a show of his own. I think right now or another interview. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So he's kind of a busy I, man, and you know he was supposed to be on here a long time ago, but. Um, schedule conflicts and such that sort of derailed everything and of course the coronavirus Uh, we didn't even get to talk to him about the coronavirus or uh, kenneth copeland but uh, kent seemed to he he seemed to like us though even though we are sort of on the opposite ends of the spectrum here yeah yeah you think so because i was wondering if like he got off because he didn't like me (laughs) oh no man he had to get going he told me early on that he was very limited in time. That's why I was um, really appreciative of um, his time here. Gotcha. Yeah, good guy, though. I'm, I'm glad he was here, and I'm glad he was honest with all of you out there. And again, everyone is welcome to uh, their own opinions and conclusions of everything here. That's sort of the reason why we have this talk show. You don't have to believe me or Mike or the guest, for that matter. It's all on you. That's right. Yep. It's all your 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 subject matter your beliefs that's right and mike we are coming to a close ourselves here but mike we have good news even though we are only on just uh, for uh, monday here we do return friday saturday and sunday nice yeah we got leo zagami on friday and of course we have another special guest on a saturday and of course marshall masters returns on mother's day to give us another uh, Planet X update, and I know you'll have plenty to ask about that, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I'm going to need an aspirin after tonight and, and after Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm working you tonight, Mike. You sure are, buddy. <laughs> we're, I'm, we're breaking you down slowly here. Oh, I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. <laughs> Oof. I know. It's been a fun oh, time, man. though, and I'm glad you're here. I'm glad all of you are out there uh, listening in. It's been a fun night, yeah, and thank you. we will return very soon. Mike, go ahead and plug anything you'd like before uh, we wrap it up. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, as usual, my Facebook account is uh, Idious Mike, M-Y-K-E. My um, art and photography website, HorribleArtwork.com. And last but not least, my music, um, my music uh, page is Mike, M-Y-K-E, Mike, 
hideous.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, tonight. Thank you, Michael. Had a great time as usual. Thanks to our guest. Um, that's it. Love you guys. Very nice. We'll, we will talk very <laughs> soon, Mike. And again, it's always a honor and pleasure to have you here. And for those that don't know, some of the, some of the songs that we choose, one of them in uh, particular is one from our, our very own Mike Hideous here. And that's my favorite track from you, Mike. Thank you, buddy. And I know what it is. Yes, you do. A lot of people like that song, by the way. That's good to know. That's good to know. Yeah, that was my, my, in my days in spy society. Believe me, that was my, that's my favorite song you've ever made, Mike. Thank you. I'm, I'm kind of, uh, partial to it myself. I mean, I'm telling you, I'm, it was completely different I'm, I'm from fair. what you do. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I remember you telling me that and, uh, you're right. It is completely different, but that was the whole idea of Spy Society to be a, a very different rock and roll band. Very awesome. Well, Mike, once again, thank you so much. And I'll talk to you uh, very Bye, soon buddy. here, my friend. All right, buddy. All right, my brother. pleasure. Thanks again for everything. And I'll talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, buddy. Take care. Mahalo. And there he goes, boys and girls, the one and only Mike Hideous. And for those who are hardcore listeners out there, if you care to get any sort of um, bonus content, you can do so by going to patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Oh, it's good. And there's more episodes coming to you very, very shortly. The only reason why you haven't heard me drop any new episodes there is because some people have found some of my comments rather offensive. I know, right? Isn't that insane? It really is. One more time. Patreon.com forward slash Michael Deacon. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. And of course, find us on iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, and Spotify. International listeners out there, thank you for your support too. Canada, Germany, the UK, Australia, Norway, and Brazil. Oh, I see you out there, no doubt. That was fun. And I hope you will return Friday night. 5.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh yes, that's where we will be. And with that said, the world is a mysterious place, and life itself is a mystery. Until next time, good night everybody. 